hello, and welcome to Let's Bloom Podcast with Josie. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here listening and just wanting to get more of God's word and just learn more about him, right? That's just what we're all here for, and I'm just so excited to get into today's message, mainly because this is something that I've been battling with, and maybe you're battling with it too, and that's why the Lord has put this on my heart. But as you can see from the title, today we're going to be talking about overcoming the lies in your mind. And what I mean by this is going through things, going through situations, and you can, it's all mental, right? You feel that one voice is telling you, just trust me, keep going, it's going to be okay, you don't need to stress. And the other voice is telling you, oh, I'm not qualified to do this. I'm worthless. I should just say no. I should just go and lay in bed and not say anything, not talk, not talk to anybody. But today I want to talk about overcoming those lies, the things that you're battling with that you know aren't true, but it's just flooding your mind and you feel drained and heavy and you don't know where to go. So I want to talk about that today. And we're going to be in the book of Matthew reading from chapter 4. So again, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. So let's just get right into this message. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the temper came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him up on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, All these things I can give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So, I really love that because we have the Bible, we have the scriptures, we're able to learn from Jesus. Just as he was in the world, we are also in the world. So we can learn how he handled battles or situations or temptations, right? And we can learn how he um, went about his life and going over these things. And we can apply that to ourselves and our own lives, and I just think that's so cool that God has so kindly gifted us the scripture that we, if we take the time and we learn it and we believe it's true, then we're able to live our lives according to it. So right from the beginning, we can see that it was actually necessary for Jesus to be led by the Spirit into the wilderness because we as believers are constantly being tempted from the devil and we can approach our spiritual warfare the same way Jesus does. The devil says, now when the temper, or the scripture says, I'm sorry, when the tempter came to him. So Matthew, right, that's the one that's writing this specific book. Matthew writes when the temper came. 
in our lives, it's not a question of if he will come or if we're going to get tempted or if we're going to have battles. It's about when he will come, when we will be tempted, when we will have to overcome things. It's going to happen. It's bound to happen. And we're going to face this temptation all of our lives until we go up to heaven, until we go to glory. So we might as well take the time today to really learn how to get through these things. Because I don't know how old you are today listening to this podcast, but either you've been through this and you understand where I'm coming from, or you haven't, you're still going to find a situation like this along the road in the future. It's bound to happen when the tempter came. So as we can see, the first temptation is actually an appeal to the lust of flesh. The devil says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And this was Jesus's weak spot, right? It says that Jesus just came from fasting 40 days and 40 nights. So he's hungry, I'm sure. Like his stomach is weak. It's empty. He was famished. And Satan knew that that is his weak spot. He knew that his stomach was his weak weak spot. So the first thing that he tried to get Jesus to do was to make bread out of stones. And that sounds appetizing, right? If you haven't eaten for 40 days and someone's telling you you can make bread out of stones, you're going to be like, oh, you know, that sounds good. I would love some bread right now. But whenever we are being attacked and we start to feel overwhelmed, we need to first evaluate what's happening and evaluate that weak spot. We need to see that weak spot in that situation from the spiritual lens so we know how to go about um, overcoming this, right? Or going through it. So although Jesus heard that, you know, Satan said, oh, will you just make these stones bread? You know, it's going to make you feel so much better because you're so hungry. But Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So note that Jesus did not just silently disagree with him. He answered him. He was bold in his response. He knew what authority he carried. So, and he answered him also from the word of God. He said, it is written, and he quoted scripture. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So although Satan suggested something that made sense, right? Like, why would you strive yourself to death? But what is written makes so much more sense. In Deuteronomy 8.3, this is where he's quoting it from. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So it wasn't a matter of Jesus just refusing to act spiritually or do something supernatural, right? It's a matter of submitting to his father's timing and his will in all things. He knows that the Lord has a plan. And even though he doesn't see it, even though he's hungry, he hasn't eaten, he's fasted, he might not see it right now. He knows that the father's plan will prevail and it's going to be so much better than anything that he can do with his own hands. And I think it's really hard to to do that, to truly wait and sit and just trust that God has a better plan. 
better than we can we can do with our own hands, our own willpower. He can do things better than we can even think of to do, right? God has big, 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 big plans because he's a big, 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 big God. So we need to make sure that when we are in this situation where we're waiting in faith, we're waiting with expectation. We need to have the expectation in the Lord so that his hand will move. And we just wait and we know we have that joy in our heart that, you know, it's going to be okay because God's word says this. And that's so much better than what the lies in my mind are trying to convince me of. It's really all just a mindset trying to keep focused on the word of God and what you believe is true than what's being told to you that doesn't make sense. So we need to remember that God's plan is always good and it's always bigger and better than everything and anything that we can do ourselves. So we need to trust the waiting and it's going to be so worth it. I also want to talk about how We are learning from Jesus, the Savior, the one who is the son of the king, right? He is not like me and you, but in the Bible, when he was on earth, he wanted to go through things and live the way that we as humans do and how we go about our life. So when Jesus said, it is written, he is pretty much saying, you know, I'm willing to fight this battle as a man. And in that, in the there's so much purpose and um like there's just so much that goes into every word in the scripture. And I think that's just so cool that it's just filled with so much detail. But anyway, Jesus wanted to go about this situation with um Satan. In a way that we can imitate and identify him with. Jesus used the word of God as a weapon against Satan and temptation. And we can also use the word of God, the scriptures, as a weapon when lies start to flood our mind. We can resist the temptation in the same way that Jesus did. By counteracting Satan's seducive lies by shining the light of God's truth upon them. If we're ignorant in God's word, we're poorly armed in the fight against temptation. And that's why it's so important to be consistent, to flood our mind with truth, with the word of God. So when the devil tries to flood our mind with lies, we're already prepared. We already have things in our heart. We have the the word hidden in our heart. God's word is always bigger and better than the devil, than the darkness. Right, God's word is light, and light always shuts out the darkness. And I like to think of it as you go in your room, right? It's dark, you can't see anything, it makes you nervous because you you don't know what's going on. My dog is right next to me. (laughs) You don't know what could be lurking in there, right? Because it's dark, it's scary. But as soon as you turn that light on, as soon as the light shines, the darkness is gone. And now you have peace because you know what lies in the darkness. You know um, the whole picture. You know what you see, what, what was there the whole time. And in the same way, whenever we are feeling overwhelmed with emotions and we're trying to sort through the voices and thoughts that flood our mind that we know aren't true, right? We need to run towards the word because that light is always going to shine and it's always going to take away the darkness just as it does in a dark room. 
In Psalms 23, verse 4, it says, Though I walk through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So we need to remember that no matter how dark we feel, we are just walking through the shadow. And if there's a shadow, that means there's light just around the corner. So if you feel really heavy, you feel like you're just covered in darkness, you feel like you can't get out of the shadow, I'm here to tell you that you can. And that shadow is only there because there's light around the corner. Cling to God. Cling to the Lord as you go through this season, this situation, this battle, this health problem, the sickness, the depression, whatever you're going through. Maybe you're going through trouble with your your marriage, your relationship. You're trying to overcome what's going around you on your college campus or in your town, right? Whatever it is, whatever darkness you might be surrounded by, you're going to get through it because the light of God is right around the corner. And light always takes out the darkness. Always. Whew. God is good. That's all I can say. So as we continue to go through the scripture, the, the devil again starts to tempt Jesus. The second temptation is an appeal to the pride of life. And we can see that the devil is actually saying, for it is written. But the devil is using it out of context. And so many times, the things that overwhelm us, the things that, are, that sound so real or true, the devil tries to twist things to make it seem more convincing to us. The devil knows the Bible, but he uses it out of context to confuse us. He purposely does that. So that's what he's doing here to Jesus. He's saying, for it is written. And he's quoting scripture. But Jesus replies with scripture in context. And that's, again, why it's so important to be consistent and let the Holy Spirit guide us, sorry, guide us on what God's word is and what his will is alone. So whenever you're going through something, maybe you're just reading the scripture in the morning, it's important to not just take one verse and be like, oh, this is what it means because, uh, you know, this is what I'm going through. But we need to make sure we're reading before that verse and after that verse so that we can fully understand the story. Because God put the, the thing before the verse and after the verse there for a reason so we can learn the picture learn the process that God has done in someone's life or in a generation right and we can apply that to what we're going through but we also need to make sure that we are taking that word in what it means in context the third temptation and the final temptation that the adversary, right, the devil is trying to put on Jesus is an appeal to the lust of the eyes. An appeal to the lust of the eyes. So the devil says, all these things I will give you. This is a vision that's inviting Jesus to take a shortcut around the cross. The whole reason Jesus came was to die on that cross and to save us, right? But the devil is saying, hey, I will just give you all this thing now if you bow down and worship me. But that's defeating the whole purpose, right? So even though it's hard to wait on the Lord's timing, there is growth and there is shaping in that process. God is so intentional 
with every little detail. He's so intentional with it. And the devil will try to do anything to get you off that course and get you away from the amazing big plans that the Lord has for you. The devil knows what you're capable of. And he doesn't want to see you succeed, especially on the side of the Lord. He wants you to be trapped here on earth, trapped in sin, trapped in sickness, in bondage, in depression, in anxiety, in sadness, right? He wants you to be broken. He wants you to feel unworthy because he doesn't want to see you prosper. But God does. God has so much purpose on your life. He has so many intention. He has made intentional things in your life in this process to get you exactly where you're meant to go. God is so good. He's so good. Jesus then says, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written. Oh, I'm sorry, I read the wrong one. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Got a little mixed up on my notes there. So Jesus replied with scripture, Again, this is the third time. And he commanded the devil to leave. Again, Jesus had authority. He knew the power and the authority that was in him through Christ. You know what's really cool? Me and you that are listening to this podcast have that same authority over the devil. You have that same power to reply with confidence to command the devil to leave. To leave our minds, to leave our feelings, to leave our bodies, to leave our life, to leave our situation, our household, our family members, the people we love. We have authority to command the devil to leave. And in the same way that we can resist the devil, he will flee from you. He has to. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus Christ. That's just how it works. Because God is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Everyone must bow down to him at some point, And the devil knows that God is bigger and better. So when you command him to leave, when you have authority and you say it with power, he has to go. The scripture then says, then the devil left him. Jesus won. He won because he recognized Satan's mode of attack. Right? The lies and deception. And that's what Satan does. He's a deceiver. Deception is extremely effective at leading us to sin and at causing us to live lives of fear and unbelief. And the only effect counter to deception is God's truth. Not man's wisdom. Not what we might think. God's truth. What God says is right. If we believe it, we can stand on it. And there is great blessing in that. So first, we need to make sure we're seeing the temptation for what it is, right? It's a lie. Then we need to combat temptation with the the Lord, um, the word of God. So we need to build ourselves up in the truth and have it in our heart. Take that time each and every day, wherever you can take it, right? Maybe it's driving to work. Maybe it's in the morning or in the evening if you have some quiet time. Sorry, I sound really congested all of a sudden. (laughs) Just bear with me allergies but wherever you are 
whatever your life might look like, whatever your day-to-day might look like, if you take that time, you sacrifice maybe an episode of TV to get in God's word, to meditate on his scripture and memorize it, you're going to be prepared when those attacks come. Remember I said earlier, it's not about if, it's when. It's when they come. And this week, I really want to encourage you. I want to do the same thing and um, as I teach this tonight at the Young Adults. I want to encourage everyone to pick a Bible verse that they might not know. It may be something that the Lord has just kind of brought up to them. And I want you to meditate it on this week. I want you to get it in your heart. I want you to memorize it. Tuck it into your heart so no one can get it. Not even the devil. And finally, in verse 11, it says, And behold, angels came and ministered to him. God never forsakes those who endure through temptation. He's not going to leave you because you're going through something. He's right there. So even as angels came and ministered to Jesus, God will find a way to minister to me and you and meet our needs as we endure temptation or struggles or lies. It's not about if it comes. It's about when it will come. So where are you empty? Where do you feel your weakest spot is? Are you hungry for attention? Are you craving success? Are you longing for intimacy? Are you trying to survive? Are you, you, you Whatever that weakness, that weakness is, maybe you are dealing with a, a disease or a sickness. Be aware of your weaknesses and bring them to the, to the Lord. Bring them to God before Satan brings them to you. We need to be equipped and put the full armor of God on. Believe the word is true. Trust the Lord. Trust his timing. And then we can command the devil to flee. He has to. And he's going to. We have to know the authority and the power and our identity in Christ. To overcome these these lies, these troubles that you might be facing today. I just want to thank each and every one of you today for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. If you're new here and you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you followed. Maybe send it to someone that could benefit from this. You know, God is doing something very big and mighty in this generation. And I really, truly believe that the young people are rising up and they're going to bring so many souls to salvation and expand the kingdom of God before Jesus comes back. So again, I just love you guys and I thank you for all the support. God is truly, truly so good. And I know I couldn't be where I am today without him and his love and his grace and just his forgiveness, truly. So if you're new and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I just want to encourage you today to just take that time and pray and ask the Lord for forgiveness and um, just your life will change for the better. And I promise you, I promise you that no matter the ups and downs that you might be facing, if you have God on your side, you believe that you have God on your side, you will prevail every single time because there is victory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Don't forget guys, we need to get in the word today. 
find a piece of scripture and this whole week we're going to meditate on it. We're going to memorize it and we're going to keep it in our heart. So we are prepared for when the adversary comes, when the lies come. So I just want to thank you guys so much again for listening. I love you guys. God loves you so much and I will see you back next week. Bye.